You're listening to the podcast from Emmanuel Community Church. For more information, go to emmanuelcc.co.uk. So we're going to be hearing from um, Philippians 3, verses 14, uh, 13, to chapter 4, verses 3. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature shall take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as often as told you before, And now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with you, dear, and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. My name's Sam, we haven't met before. I work as a trainee pastor here. It's good to be together back in the book of Philippians. Let's pray, shall we? Our gracious Father, we praise you, Lord, for the privilege of gathering together as your people today. And Lord, we praise you for this even greater privilege of being able to read these words, these words of life, these words of you. And Lord, we praise you that your spirit, which inspired these words to be written, is in us today and can help us listen and follow you and be changed. So Lord, would you do that today? Humble us, Lord, to say, speak, for your servant is listening. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you have that uh, Philippians 3 and the the first bit of 4 open in front of you? Well, something I'm excited for this summer is that the Olympics are happening. Hooray! Uh, I was pretty gutted last summer. Lots of stuff was cancelled. And I think for for me and for Anna, the Olympics is the pinnacle, right? Whatever sport, really, other than dressage, um, I'm pretty happy to sit down to and watch. And what's guaranteed in the interview with the athletes or their horses is that they speak about their goal. 
They've trained so hard. They've sacrificed so much. And to be honest, I don't have that much sympathy. They're like professional sports people. So come on, get over yourselves. But they say they've sacrificed so much. They've trained so hard to hear, to reach their goal. This prize, this gold medal that they're going for, that is what they focused on. Through the dark and cold mornings and evenings, they would have trained and hit the gym and ran and swam and sailed and even rode horses. That is what they've trained towards. The goal, the prize. I enjoy a bit of running myself, but my running is often pretty aimless. I have no Olympics to train for. So, you know, I might go out and, and go for a run if I want, or if Anna tells me I need to go and blow off some steam. But if it rains, or the Euros is on the telly, or I've eaten a big dinner, I just can't be bothered. So I won't. If they have a clear goal, they train at a prize to head towards, you press on towards it, right? And if you don't, <laughs> well, you stick your feet up and go get a bag of crisps. It's not just sports, is it, though? We think about goals. Perhaps you're a DIY project kind of person. You've got that picture in your mind or on Pinterest of what this room or the house or your allotment might look like. So you're working towards it. That is the goal, the prize. It's going to work. It's going to look beautiful. So we're heading towards that. Maybe it's your work promotion. I want to be the manager. That's the goal. (laughs) I can see their pay rise. I see what holidays they go on. I want some of that. So I'm putting in the hard work now. I'm knuckling my head down so I might get it. Or maybe some of you, it's the retirement. That's the goal, (laughs) the prize. Not having to go into work anymore. Get the golf clubs out. More time for the grandkids. Learn how to paint properly. The goal and the prize we work towards. I don't know about you, but without goals, something to aim for, we can struggle, right? Sometimes we just drift. Or we can feel like our life lacks some purpose. We all are people with goals. I wonder what yours are. Whether they're good. Whether if you tick them off, they will deliver for you in the way you hope they might. But what about the Christian? What's their goal? What is the Christian meant to get in the Christian gym towards, to work out their spiritual life, to head towards? Well, Paul writes here, in verse 13 and 14, that above all our earthly goals, there's a greater one. One prize that's even above the Olympic gold medal. And that is, the end of verse 14, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus, to be called heavenwards, to get to heaven with Jesus. That is... The goal and the prize above all. So we're going to think about that this morning. Think about the goal and the prize. What does pressing on towards it mean? This, and then look, go on to look at this call, as Kate introduced, to imitate, to model Paul. So that's where we're going this morning. So then what's Paul's goal? What's his prize? What's he training and pressing on towards? Paul's goal is he's heading towards heaven. We've already seen, if you've been in uh, earlier bits in Philippians, that this is Paul's goal. We, we saw that remarkable statement in chapter 1. To, to die is gain. He wants to be with Jesus, to meet him face to face. 
Or last week, chapter 3, verse 10, I want to know Christ. That's some of his goal, which will be fully seen and realized when he's called heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Paul is our runner, and he's doing the 400 meetings, and he's come off the last bend, and the, the finish line is in sight. He's down the home straight, and he's straining. He's pressing on to that goal. What is it? Being with Christ in heaven. You see, the end goal isn't just a a thing out there to sort of wait towards, but it's affecting him now, right? Wouldn't it be bizarre if if the runner who's in their training thinks, well, you know, the Olympics are there and they're next year, but that's not going to affect me now. You know what? I'll just put my feet up and have another pack of the crisps because, you know, who cares? I'll just turn up and hopefully I'll be okay. No, it's active. The goal. So he's straining. He's pressing on. He's focused on the prize. You see, I wonder if some of us, including myself, can think of the Christian life like a bit like a driverless car. Don't you you've read about this? Some of the big uh, companies, tech companies, are developing cars that drive themselves. You don't have to do anything with the pedals and the wheel and all that. They just drive themselves. All you've got to do is sit back and let it go. And surely for the Christian, we can think, well, well, we saw last week, Christ has declared us righteous by faith. Amazing. And heaven awaits. That's heading on. So what now? Well, we can just sit back and chill out, right? God's on the wheel. God's in control, we say, sounding very holy. Um, so we just sort of just let him do his thing, right? Do you see that is not what Paul writes? It's incredible how active he is in this passage. I've been challenged by it. He wants to know Christ, verse 10, to participate in his sufferings. He says, verse 12, not that I've already obtained this, but I press on. Verse 13, I I forget what's behind and I strain. Strain is not what you do in a driverless car, is it? Strain towards what's ahead. I press on. Do you see the Christian life, the way the apostle is described as active? (laughs) It's not passive. It's engaged. It's not sitting back. It is straining, not kicking back with your feet up and just waiting for heaven. No, no, it's a full steam ahead towards the prize. Well, what does it mean to press on? (laughs) To press on towards heaven? It all sounds kind of sort of Christian language, doesn't it? What does that mean? Let me suggest three things. One, we press on in holiness. Right, you see, if heaven's the goal... And that will be a place when we're holy like Jesus. Now we we press on to be ready. That's where we're heading. So we're pressing on in that direction. The end goal is that we'll be like Jesus without sin. So now we press on seeking to change, to, to fight sin, to be more like him. Press on in holiness, press on in, in knowing God's. Right, isn't this exciting? In heaven, we'll see Jesus face to face. Isn't that exciting? We'll we'll know him and experience him fully. Now, do we have that? No. (laughs) But it's not like we we can't grow in knowing him. 
Paul said that in verse 10, I want to know him, to, to know the power of his resurrection, to know something of, of his presence, and to, to grow in our knowledge and our love of him. How do we get ready? We press on in knowing him. Press on in holiness and knowing him. Thirdly, press on in our witness. You see, if eternity is real, and I firmly believe it is, there's a desire to invite people to join in trusting Jesus and be saved. It's kind of like, you know, you're, you're training for the run. The Olympics is here, there, guys. So you're saying to your fellow training squads, come on, let's be part of it. You're saying to the people around it, it's incredible when we get to the gold medal, come on, let's head towards it. We're encouraging others. People from tribes and tongues and languages, our neighbours and families and people around us to come and join, to trust in Jesus and meet him face to face. We press on. The Christian life isn't passive, is it? It isn't Jesus forgiven me and heaven awaits and what do I do now? Well, I put my feet up. No. Christ has saved us to be his people. A people that change. A people that know him more and enjoy him. A people that witness to him, to the world around us. A people that should become more like him and show his beauty and grace to those around us. So Paul lives this life. What is his goal? Well, it's heavenwards. And now he presses on. And verse 15 onwards, he calls the church in Philippi and us today to be like him. Do you see that verse 15? All of us then who are mature should take the same point of view of things, take such a view of things. That is, to have the same mindset, to think the same way. What's that way? Well, it's what he's just been talking about. (laughs) To press on towards the goal. And verse 17, what's the call? Join together in following my Paul's example. And just as you have us, him, and Tim and the other guys as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. That's what we've been thinking about. Paul said this is what he's about. The goal's there. I'm pressing on. Heaven's real. Let's head towards there. Follow my example. And let me just give a, a quick word of caution. It would be easy for me, as the Christian preacher, to say, well, you've all got to be like me. Paul called the church to be like him, so you've got to be like me. Let me give a a slight caveat. There might be some of that that's true, but but not in the same way. First, Paul and the apostles are a pretty unique kind of bunch. (laughs) None of us can say, have I not seen the Lord? Paul said that. I can't tick that box. Or imitate me as I imitate Christ. These apostles, these founding folk are, are, are this unique bunch. And it's sad that, that some leaders can have this view that they've got to be seen like an apostle. Of course, yes, we should respect our leaders and listen to them. But their word is not God's word. <laughs> In everything, we don't need to, to follow them like they were these apostles, these unique bunch who had spent time with Jesus and writing the scriptures and going on. Right? So if the Pope 
or the Archbishop or Jamie or let alone myself (laughs) say that, you know, just ignore me, that's fine. But what are we to do? We're to look at the apostles. (laughs) That's what we've been doing in Philippians, right? They've written this book, this apostolic witness. This is our authority. We need to come to this as what God is saying. Not what Paul said, as if I'm like Paul, but what God is saying through the scriptures. Not the Pope, not the Archbishop, not me, thankfully. (laughs) The scriptures are our authority that we come to. But we can say, like verse 17, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Who live as Paul does. Or ultimately, who live as Jesus does. And this is part of the glory of the church. Especially, wonderfully, a a church of mixed ages and mixed backgrounds as we are. We have one another to encourage us in this journey. To model what it looks like to live like Paul and ultimately like Jesus. You see, as we live in Christian community and we see a brother or sister humbly serving someone else, we can say, yes, that is great. I want to be a bit more like that. Or we see a brother or sister holding firm to Jesus and rejoicing, even though life is garbage. Yes, Let's be more like that. We see someone fighting sin that they've been addicted to and they're changing and they're becoming more holy. Yes, what an encouragement. Let's be more like that. Keep your eyes on those who live like Jesus. When I was at a church in Newcastle in my early 20s, there was a lot of us in our 20s and early 30s. There was one godly retired lady in our church. She was about 30 years older than everyone else. Margaret, if you're listening, this is you. (laughs) And one day I overheard a conversation. She and one of the young men in the church were washing up mugs in the kitchen after a service. And he asked her, Margaret, how have you kept going in the Lord all this time? Gold dust, that moment there is this. (laughs) Talking to, looking at, modelling those who have followed the Lord Jesus through thick and thin and are living for him. We keep our eyes on them, our example of pressing on towards the goal. And I don't have to say that in this church we're blessed with lots of you. Lots of you wouldn't say this was you. (laughs) You're far too humble for that. But it is you. Especially some of our wonderful older saints who have walked with the Lord for years. It has been such an encouragement to me and Anna, and I know so many in our church, just to chat. You don't think you're doing anything special, <laughs> which in and of itself is an example, but of following the Lord and seeking him, are pressing on, seeking to be more like Jesus, to know him more, to witness to those around him. It is a joy. Paul's goal, where is it? It's heavenward. He's pressing onto that, and our call is to imitate it and to imitate those who are doing likewise. And verse 18 and 19, it turns up the heat. It shows us why this really matters. The word for is the big link word there. For, hear the emotion in these words. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, 
even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. Sadness. One example of of godly behavior here by Paul. Tears. But people live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Let's walk this through this phrase by phrase. Their destiny is destruction. He's talking about people probably different to those Judaizers, Isers, however you would say that, at the start of chapter 3. These are people who aren't Christians. They are enemies of the cross. It's striking there's hostility there. It's not just indifference. If you're not following Jesus, you are your enemies. There's hostility. There's a refusal to bow the knee and worship him as lords. It's not indifference, but hostility. And their destiny is destruction. Hell. It needs to be said, and it needs to be said like Paul, with tears in our eyes. It's the reality of not accepting the work of the cross of Christ, him dying in our place, God's wrath and judgment on Jesus. If you're not trusting in that, it means there's a price to pay. God's judgment, destruction, hell, eternity without the Lord's. Them. destiny is destruction for those who live as enemies of the cross of Christ you see if we keep our, our goal on heaven it's impossible to have that as reality without also seeing this that those who aren't trusting in Jesus are not heading there their, their destiny is destruction their God is their stomach well if it's not Jesus then it's just ourselves our appetites Our desires, our pleasures, what I want rules. The rule of self. And their glory is in their shame. What do they boast in? What is their glory in? Well, it's something that should be to their shame. Their sin against the Lord and his ways is what they're boasting in. And the final line sums it up. Their mind is set on earthly things. What's in vision? What's the goal? Well, it's just restricted to the earthly things, these material things. What's seen? Not heavenwards. Not the Lord, not what is unseen. Their mind is on earthly things. And why is Paul spelling this out? Well, it's a warning. It's it's a warning to the church, to someone standing at the crossroads. What are they pressing onto? What is your mind set on? Is it towards ourselves or to the Lord? Is it to the way of death or the way of life? The way of destruction or the way of glory? That question, what what our mind is set on, what we're heading towards, what our ultimate goal is, is real. And it matters. So Paul says, press on heavenwards. That's the goal, to be with Jesus, head in that direction. And why does it matter? 
Well, if you're like me, if you're not pressing on towards Jesus, if I'm not each day saying, Lord, I want to follow you today and worship you and share you and become more like you, then I'm not just a neutral. I don't just sort of stay the same shape. (laughs) No, I'm heading away from him. We're quick to wonder. Quick to take our God as the Lord to our God as our stomach. Our mind from the Lord to our mind on earthly things. By pressing on towards the goal which is heavenwards, it stops us having our mind just on earthly things and walking away from the Lord. We are worshipping creatures. Our affections, our loves will be placed on something. We will have something as a goal. So is it towards the Lord and heavenwards? Or just to earthy things. And Paul says this warning. You're heading to earthy things. The destiny of that is destruction. Paul says it's real. So press on towards Christ. And Paul finishes this destruction, this uh, section by wonderfully drawing us up there again. Do you see that they never contrast word there? Verse 20. But. It changes. But. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Our citizenship is in heaven. It's not just earth that's going on. No, no, we're part of God's people, his kingdom, where King Jesus reigns in heaven. We don't see it fully yet, but it's going to come. And while we wait, we're not just picking back. Do you see the activeness? We eagerly await. We eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't this glorious? Salvation, our saviour, we who deserve destruction are saved in Jesus righteous only through faith in Christ as we saw in verse 9 we are waiting our saviour from there who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body what a wonderful verse it's certain it says Christ has the power the power that keeps the world spinning It's the power that's going to happen. And what's going to happen? He will transform our lowly bodies. It's striking how that's described. The body is not the pinnacle. (laughs) That's not our, our, the earthly things are not our ultimate prize. It's lowly. It's broken. It's sinful. But it will be transformed so that they will be like his glorious body. Like Jesus. His body of perfection, of sinlessness, that won't break or age. Paul is saying, look, look what's to come. Eagerly await it. Isn't it glorious? So press on now towards the goal. It's easy to think or be distracted, but what we see and can feel and can taste is it. It's easy to have our minds set on earthly things, right? But Paul gets that. So he says, 
look up. A wait is real. Jesus is, is going to return. He's going to transform our bodies and call us heavenwards. So look to that. That's the goal. So we press on. We seek holiness to know him and to witness to him. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, he writes at the start of chapter 4, stand firm. Stand firm in the Lord in this way. How do you stand firm? Press on. (laughs) That's what he's been saying. That's how we stand firm in the Lord. And we do it together. He pleads with these two women who I can't really pronounce the names. To be of the same mind in the Lord. To stand firm together. They've been co-workers with Paul for the gospel. And now they're to stand firm together. Why? Well, their names together are in the book of life. They're heading to a place where they're going to worship the Lord together. So come on, guys, get on together now. (laughs) It's where we're heading. How do we press on? We unite together now as people who one day will worship the Lord forever together. Heaven is real. It's our goal and prize. So press on. Eagerly await. Look to that. Stand firm together in the Lord's. So I ask you today, is this your ultimate goal? Are you, have you been, pressing on towards meeting the Lord in heaven? Where you'll be holy like him. Where you'll know him. Where you'll join with others to praise his name. And perhaps the challenge you'll say, well, maybe not as I should, if you're like me. Today we need to to reframe our mindset and our goal. King Jesus is going to return. He will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. Right now, if your faith is in him, he declares you righteous. And he's going to call you home. So what do we do now? We press on towards the goal. Keep going, church. Keep standing firm together and pressing on. Keep the end, this goal, this prize in view. It's worth it. It's a better goal and prize, I hope you see today, than any Olympic medal, (laughs) any work promotion, any round of golf, any retirement home, any anything to be with the Lord. To be together with the Lord forever. So, what do we do? We press on towards the goal. To win the prize for which God has called us heavenwards in Christ Jesus. And may the Lord this week grant us his grace and help to do that. Should we pray? Oh Lord, we are amazed that you would declare someone like us righteous, part of your family, citizens of heaven, and that you are going to come back to transform our bodies to be like you, to call us heavenwards. Oh Father, we praise you from your grace. 
sparing us destruction, to live an eternity with you. And Father, for us now here, help us. Help us to press on. Help us to set our mind on things in heaven, not just here on earth. Help us to stand firm together, to encourage one another, to be examples to each other of what it looks like to press on towards the Lord. And Lord, we praise you for your grace. We praise you for the power of your spirit, which enables us to change, which enables us to live like you, and which enables us to keep this goal, this vision in mind. Lord, help us by your grace to press on to this goal, to win the prize for which God has called us heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Amen. You have been listening to the podcast from Emmanuel Community Church. To find out more about us, go to emmanuelcc.co.uk.